Welcome back to another episode of Balance Hormones, Balance Life. This is your host, Stephanie. And today I wanted to talk about the topic of infertility and how you can use herbs to help boost your fertility. So for those of you who do not know who I am, it's your first time tuning into this. My name is Stephanie. I am a hormonologist and I also specialize in fertility help. I love working with herbs. I last year decided to create my own herbal garden in the back to make a lot of herbal teas and tinctures. And I started on my quest of creating my own herbal apothecary in my basement so that the herbs are nice and cool. I have studied herbalism. I love herbs. Um, I definitely studied them on from an Ayurvedic lens and also from a hormonal health lens. And so today we are really going to talk about some of the causes, not all of the causes of infertility, that could be a completely different episode, but some of the causes of infertility and how you are able to help boost your fertility levels by using something that is very natural that you can get access to very easily, that's not going to harm your body like most of the prescription medications out there. And if that is something that interests you, stay tuned for this episode. So let's dive right in. Um, it used to be a point in time centuries ago that women actually would take herbs to help really decrease their fertility because they were so fertile. Now we're in a point in our lives in which infertility is on the rise. We're having a harder time to become fertile and ladies are seeking other alternatives such as IVF treatments to be able to help with their fertility. This is often caused due to the amount of stress that we undergo um, we are now in an area where we are working a lot more hours, having to be that constantly on the go, whether we're at work and our de- schedules are very demanding, and then we come home and we have to take care of the family and things like that. We don't really have time for a lot of rest, a lot of self-care, and it's really, we're dealing with a lot of blocked emotional feelings that are really stored within our body. And so a lot of infertility can really be caused by the fact that we don't really have space for ourselves, let alone have space for another human being. And again, you know, we're looking back at the history in which we might have had some ancestors that have had multiple kids. When I'm talking about multiple kids, 12 plus kids, and then we're over here struggling to have our own, a lot of it can be due to the fact that we are battling with a lot more stresses in our lives. We don't turn off our phone as often. You know, we um, are constantly answering phone calls and inundated with things that are going on in the media and all of these things. We're not getting enough sleep as we should. All these things can definitely lead to having a huge impact on our fertility, a huge impact on our sex drive, let's face it, at the end of the day when you're tired. Um, and you just want to crash, the last thing you're thinking about is being intimate with your partner. And if you're not intimate with your partner, then of course, you're going to have a harder time to conceive. And it becomes to a point where like conception ends up being more of a chore than joy and pleasure. And if you're at that space, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're probably wiped out and you need to have some much needed self-care. So I'm going to dive right in. It's not going to be a long episode because I want to get straight into the information that you've come to in the first place, which is trying to figure out, all right, you know, yes, I know there's some lifestyle changes that we can talk about. And again, 
I will talk about that in another episode, but you came to learn a little bit more about what herbs you can take to help increase your fertility. So here are some of the ones that I personally recommend for most women that are dealing with some form of fertility issues. And this is the kind of things that if you were looking to make your own apothecary or your own herbal pantry at home, some of the ones that you might want to get. One of them is alfalfa leaf, um, angelica root, black cohosh, burdock root, calamine, don quay, ginger, kelp powder, licorice root, maca root, oat straw, uh, passion flower, peppermint, rose petals, sassafras bark. And I was lucky when I was growing up, I had a sassafras tree in front of my house. Unfortunately, it's dead. And I really wished, <laughs> looking back at it, that I had grabbed a lot more of that and harvested. But at that time, I was not into herbalism. Skullcap, um, vitex berry, and wild yam root. Now, there's quite a few other ones out there that you might come across. Please, again, do your research. I am not a medical doctor, so please do your due diligence. Do your research before purchasing any of these things and make sure that you are getting the right amount of quantities and good sources for when you are getting some of the ones that I just mentioned. So you might be wondering, can these herbs actually reverse infertility? And there's no doubt that fertility herbs that I mentioned have a positive effect on your chances of getting pregnant. You may have used them or have herb practitioners use them for years as an alternative com component to natural, conventional ways of fertility treatments. And they have shown to have an amazing impact on your fertility health outcomes. The most effective way to use them is really to use them in a way that naturally boosts your fertility, such as incorporating it with a healthy fertility diet, doing lifestyle changes, such as quitting smoking, reducing the amount of stress in your life, incorporating things like fertility yoga and other types of gentle exercises, um, meditations for fertility, um, and then fertility boosting vitamins and supplements. These all combine. It's not just taking the herbs. It's really doing a complete lifestyle change where you're going to see the most impact when it comes down to it. And then you might be wondering, how are you going to use these herbs? So you can buy a lot of the herbs in bulk food shops, health food stores, or even on Amazon, but please make sure that you're getting them from a good quality source. I like um, Mountain Rose herbs. I think that they're really great. Um, there are other brands out there. I typically always go with organic. And even when I'm growing them in my backyard, I am definitely growing them organically because you do not want any chemicals on the herbs that you're going to be taking because that is going to cause more toxins in your body. And that's the last thing that you need to have when you are dealing with any fertility or hormonal issues, right? Uh, before you even start using any of these herbs, please, please, please consult with your doctor or your medical practitioner. Do not take all the herbs at once. It's not <laughs> saying like I listed off almost 20 something herbs. It's not like, all right, I'm going to combine all these things at once. Try one and see if your conditions improve first. And then, um, you know, make sure that you are talking again to your doctor to and even to your pharmacist to make sure that they are not going to cause any complications to anything that you are currently dealing with health-related or any medication that you are currently on. Again, you might see some practitioners, and I know quite a few Ayurvedic practitioners and Chinese medicine practitioners that will um, recommend 
quite a lot of different herbs. I usually like to make them into teas or tinctures so that you can get a good quality and a good amount of herbs in um, together without you having to take you know, a ton of them all at once. Like, so you don't have to be like, oh, I need to take a tablespoon of this and I need to take a tablespoon of that or whatever it may be because it can be very overwhelming. So getting them in a mixture combined already and working with your local herbalist um, or even just working with me and I can give you some of my fertility tea that I have, that makes it a lot easier for you to actually consume them because again, you don't want to complicate your life. You want to make your life a lot easier. Now, here are some herbs for specific fertility issues. These are the ones that I recommend if you are dealing with a hormonal imbalance. And most of the time, if you are dealing with infertility, you are dealing with a hormonal imbalance. And those are evening primrose oil. I love it. You can get those in capsules all over the place. Cinnamon, red clover, vitex, ashwagandha, don quay, and red raspberry leaf. Um, there's one's fertility herbs that are for irregular cycles. So if you're dealing with irregular cycles, ashwagandha, black cohosh, false unicorn, vitex, cinnamon, yarrow, and red raspberry leaf are your herbs. If you are dealing with PCOS, then again, a lot of them you're going to see repeated. So ashwagandha, cinnamon, and maca are really great ones to increase your husband's or your partner's um, sperm count. It's going to be maca, ashwagandha, and asparagus, improving the chances of you actually having implementation. Um, these are the uterine tonics, so they help tone the uterine wall. These are nettle, vitex, red clover, don quay, red raspberry leaf, and evening primrose. And I use quite a lot of those. So I actually use the nettle, the vitex, the red clover, and the red raspberry leaf in my fertility tea. Uh, fertility herbs for shrinking ovarian cysts. Again, false unicorn, milk thistle, and yarrow. Improving your A quantity, maca, milk thistle, ashwagandha, ginger, and don quay. And scant cervical mucus, then you will be using evening primrose and red clover. So these are just, again, if you have those specific issues outside of like the whole list that I named earlier with all the herbs that you can have in your herbal pantry, if you have any of those specific issues, then those might be the ones that you want to focus on and maybe grab first and foremost. So some of the best herbs for a fertility cleanse, and these are the ones I recommend in my cleansing program for ladies who are dealing with fertility issues, is ginger, asparagus, milk thistle, nettle, and red clover. And if you're looking to help you get pregnant naturally, again, Evening primrose, you can get this at most health food stores. It's great for increasing your cervical mucus, improves the chances of you getting pregnant, really great at balancing your hormones. Cinnamon, cinnamon, you can find this pretty much everywhere, right? It's a spice that you can find anywhere. Helps balance your hormones, also helps balance your blood sugar as well, which is really great. I like to sprinkle some cinnamon on top of my berries, on top of anything that's really sweet. I make it into a tea. It can be added to your regular routine. It can be added to any of your spices. It helps improve circulation in your body and regulation of your hormonal system. You can sprinkle it again on everything. Ginger, which is another one that you can pretty much find anywhere, um, it's a really great one for fertility. It helps reduce inflammation and also helps with detoxification system. 
the, um, getting it in the tea or you can get it in the capsule chew, whatever it may be. And then once you become pregnant, it's really great for any morning sickness. Nettle is a great detoxification one. It's great for toning the uterus and preparing for conception. It's very great for anyone that is doing um, FET and are looking to prep for implementation. It's an awesome one for that. You can add it in your tea. You can do it in a smoothie. It's really great. Red raspberry, you can get these in capsules, tinctures, tea. It has been used as a uterine tonic for years. It's perfect for drinking a, as in tea or, again, to help you increase ovulation. And, again, that's if you, you know, you probably eat red raspberries. is the actual leaf that comes from the plant that you are consuming. And I harvest quite a lot of it from my um, from my husband's uncle's uh, backyard last year. So I have quite a lot of it because I know that he grows his stuff organically and I love harvesting my own teas. Don't necessarily recommend that you do that, but as an herbalist, that's one of my favorite things to do. Red clover was another thing I was harvesting a lot last year. My family thought I was absolutely crazy doing it. I love it. It's a really great way for me to relax. Um, plus I use it in a lot of my teas and red clover balances your hormones as a natural um, alkalizer. So it works to help restore natural pH levels in your uterus. And it's also great for a cleanse. Black cohosh. So this one you have to be careful with because if you're dealing with certain types of hormonal issues, you don't really want to take black cohosh um, because it can mimic um, estrogen and it helps promote um, your menstruation. So it's really popular for menopausal medicines for a reason, but if you have a lot of estrogen in your system, you don't really want to necessarily take this. And you do not want to take it longer than um, for six months or when you are pregnant. Definitely do not want to take black cohosh when you are pregnant. So make sure that you are aware of that. Vitex is another one that you have to be careful about when you are pregnant. You really kind of want to reduce that amount of it. You want to take it a little bit later on in your pregnancy to help with um, inducing labor, but not early on because it can cause you to um, not be able to go, go for the full implementation. Vitex is one of the best fertility herbs out there to help you get pregnant. If you have irregular cycles or short luteal phases, um, this is a really great one to help regulate out your cycles. Again, you can buy it in capsules, teas, all over the place. And I put it in a lot of my teas for the ladies that are dealing with fertility issues. False unicorn. So this one just has a fun name, right? Um, it's often said to be a perfect herb for fertility and has many uses, including preventing recurrent miscarriages. So if that's something that you're dealing with. This is one that you want to get, regulating out your cycles and shrinking ovarian cysts. Unfortunately, due to the demands of its benefits, it's now very expensive to get. So you are going to be spending quite a lot of money. It's not encouraged in wild harvesting, but you can get it in a liquid herb. Don Quay. So this is a Chinese herb and a lot of Chinese medicine practitioners, acupuncturists would recommend using this, um, especially to help with, it's considered like a female ginseng. It's fantastic for a lot of fertility benefits. I use it a lot and my teas to help boost libido. It's really great at increasing the blood flow to the pelvic area, again, helping to boost libido and stimulation down there. So uterine tonic, it helps balance hormones and it prevents premature ejaculation in men. So it's great for both women and men. And then you can get it in a capsule, you can get it in powder form. 
Um, you can get it dried as a herb and use it in teas. So many ways of being able to work with it. Um, ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is an Ayurvedic herb and it has been used for centuries to promote overall health and improve um, fertility. It also helps really with um, also reducing anxiety. It has really great anti-anxiety um, releasing properties that most people find it just calms them down. Now, some people on the other end will also find that it gives them energy. So be cautious of that and see how it works for you. This is one of the herbs that I use a lot of times for women and for men who are trying to reduce anxiety and also to balance their hormones. It helps increase libido. Again, really great. Helps actually increase libido more for men than for women. Um, I did a study for this for my um, herbology class. So it definitely has more of an impact for men than it has for women. Women's libido boosting um, Ayurvedic one would be alma fruit. That will really help with boosting libido. I found that ashwagandha kind of made me more mellowed out and tired, and I was falling asleep before I even had a chance to be active. Um, so if that's a case for you, you might want to look for alma. Um, alma is a powder form that you can have. You It's very bitter, so you want to put it in smoothies, but I found that to help increase libido. Um, so anyways, going back to ashwagandha. Ashwagandha also helps regulate hormonal levels. Um, it counters effects of toxins in your reproductive organs, promotes menstruation in women with long cycles, and it decreases the stress and promotes a sense of calmness. So when I men mention long cycles, that's like if you're going longer than 28 days for you to have cycle is irregular. It helps increase you have um, it helps regulate it out so that you have more of your menstrual cycles. Um, and again, you can get that in capsules. You can get it in powder form. Um, you can make it into a tea. It's very bitter. Ashwagandha is like wet horses mane, I think is what it stands for. Um, it just, it's, it's not the most pleasant thing to take. So you might want to do it in a capsule or if you want to make it into a tea, I have it in a powder form and a tea works with the next ingredient, maca um, and some other things such as turmeric and I make it into a golden smell. And so I sell that one also, if that's something that interests you. So next one is maca. Maca is one of my favorite fertility herbs, and it's awesome for both males and females when in dealing with fertility. It's also one of my favorite herbs just for hormonal health in general. It is called a fertility superfood and has been used for centuries in Peru to help enhance sexual health and libido and to balance hormones. It's amazing. You could put it into your smoothies. You can... Um, put it into the tea that I mentioned before, which is like golden milk. It's amazing. And then last but not least, one of my other favorite ones that I like to have is um, yarrow. And yarrow is a uterine stimulant and it promotes menstruation and it can also help regulate out cycles. Women with long cycles may find it very helpful to have it as a drink. It can also help to decrease heavy periods and ease menstrual pain. Oh, let me know, like, here's another bonus one, Shatavri. Sorry, I shouldn't have mentioned Shatavri. Shatavri is one of the ones that I ended up taking for one of my herbology classes as another case study. And so we always are recommending um, herbs and then actually having to take them for a course of time. So I always take mine for 30 days because I'm looking at how it can improve hormonal symptoms for my clients before I start to recommend it out to them. So I actually took Shatavri. Um, back in the fall. And I took it 
for 30 days to see how it would regulate out my cycle. And I noticed that I did not experience as much of the cramps. I had shorter periods. Um, they were not as heavy. I mean, it just was really nice. My mood was feeling better. My libido was increasing all of the above, right? Everything was going great. Um, night flashes or hot flashes in the middle of the night were gone. I loved it. Um, then I did 30 days without taking it to see how my body did. And then I went back. Well, when I went back, I didn't get a chance to see, because I did the 30 days with, 30 days without to see if my symptoms had changed. And before I got a chance to finish my next set of 30 days, I ended up getting pregnant. <laughs> so Shatavri is a really great one for balancing out your hormones. It is considered um, asparagus. It's like an Indian asparagus. And it will definitely help balance out your hormones, but it will also make you fertile. So for those ladies out there that are maybe taking shiitake for balancing hormones, but are not looking to become fertile, make sure that you are using protection wisely because you will become fertile. So those are some of my top ones that you um, that I recommend for my clients when it comes to fertility. I do, again, say that one of the easiest ways to do it is in capsules. But if you don't want to take a whole lot of capsules, you can also get a lot of the herbs mixed together in a tea form or a tincture. And I actually make a lot of teas for fertility help. And I will leave that link below in the comment section so that you are able to um, grab a hold of some of those teas. Um, I also make teas for boosting libido. And I also make teas for um, helping with cramps or just overall hormonal balancing. I find that teas is a really easy way that you can drink every single day, get small dosages, and over the course of time, those dosages or those herbs will start to build up in your system to the point where you are getting a good quality of them. If you want um, ones that are recommended just for your ailment, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I will leave my contact information in the show notes where you can book a call with me and book a consultation. You really want to do an in-depth consultation, figure out everything that's going on. Um, and we can go over things such as foods, lifestyle, and herbal recommendations for your actual particular situation because everyone's bodies are different. Everyone's bodies are going to respond to different things. So it's not like a one-size-fits-all herb that's going to help. It's really trying to figure out how your body deals with the energetics of the herb and how it takes so that it can be able to um, reduce any symptoms and increase your fertility rate. So again, look into the show notes and get that information to book at that consultation call. We go really in depth with a health history form. After that, I go and um, book a Zoom call with you so you can do it practically anywhere. And then within 48 hours, um, 48 business hours after the call, you would actually get my recommendations and I will give you links on where you can purchase the herbs. Or if you want to take it one step further, I can actually create you uh, um, especially tea or tincture. Tinctures usually take a little bit longer than teas. But I can create you especially tea or tincture for your fertility issues. All right. So stay tuned. Later on, I want to talk about herbs for pregnancy because there's quite a lot of them that I even discovered after becoming pregnant that I could no longer take. So once you become pregnant, some of the herbs that I might have recommended for fertility, you don't want to take early on in your pregnancy because it can cause other risk factors. 
So you want to stay tuned for that one as a sequel to this one so you fully understand what you can and cannot take for fertility. And then once you become fertile what um, and you end up becoming pregnant, what herbs you can and cannot take during the different trimesters to ensure that you have a healthy pregnancy throughout. All right, so join me for another week of Balance Your Hormones, Balance Your Life. This is Stephanie. I'll see you later and have an amazing week. Bye, everyone.